Welcome to the Inner Loop Radio. I'm Courtney Sexton, and I'm just checking in with one of our favorite nonfiction writers, Tim Denevi. Let's see what he's up to. Yellow. Hi, Tim. How's it going? Hi, Courtney. It's going well. A little, a little Sunday evening for you. What's, uh, what's on the docket? You know, gonna, gonna maybe watch uh, sixty minutes, like the generations past, and uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. you know, try not to think the worst of the world. I mean, maybe, maybe you shouldn't watch sixty minutes then. I mean, you know, that's like probably the demographic that they're trying to increase the heart rate of. <laughs> Oh, uh, so an alternative is, uh, have you heard of MILF Island? I have not. Go on. I, I was recently uh, exposed to this show. So like, you know, if you had to guess, what would it be about? Mm-hmm. Fighting for your life on an island? <laughs> Yes, kind of. Uh, Emotionally. So it's one of these new terrible reality shows that's like like The Bachelor or something. And it's like, quote unquote, MILFs or cougars, right? And they show up, okay, and there's all these younger gentlemen interested in them. And it turns out all of the young males who are vying for the attentions of the women are sons of the other women. Oh my. Yeah. That got complicated quickly. Real quickly. So that's the state of the world. Anyway, how's writing going on that note? On that note, uh, strikes and gutters. Um, Yeah. No, it's going well. I'm working on um, my next book, which is about um, Joan Didion and uh, the 1960s. Yeah, I'm so excited. You told me a little bit about it last time I saw you. What's uh can you can you share? Are you are you happy or willing to share anything or slash what stage of the process are you in? Like are you pulling your hair out or are you feeling good? You know, I uh I'm in the middle of the semester, so I'm working on the um proposal for it. I had written a piece about her um over the summer, um, mm-hmm. about Bobby Kennedy and mm-hmm. um what she noticed in kind of the national character. And so I'm trying to, um, you know, go back and kind of get an outline of the project biography, especially when you want to make it, you know, more lyric or literary is always hard because you don't have the material yet, yeah. you know, and then you sound, I don't know, like a marketer if you try to summarize it, but right. you also have to talk about what's essential in it to you. And so it's been good to go back and read a lot of her work and to kind of get an overview of her. Um, career. I'd be writing about 1966. Okay. 1971 was the time period. So I like it when things get narrowed and yeah. I can you know, dilate and expand, get beyond summary. But as you can tell, it sounds like I smoked, you know, three packs just to get here. I've uh, I've lost my voice. <laughs> I've lost my voice recently. Are you feeling okay? I am. I just went okay. on a I went on a went on another podcast and I thought uh, it was gonna be much worse. And it wasn't great. But uh, the Daily Stoic, it worked out okay. But my voice sounded about like this. I thought they'd have a filter for it, but they don't. No, <laughs> this is, it's real. It. It's raw. This is how it works. It's fine. When I sing along to Bob Dylan right now, I sound fantastic. Oh, I bet you do. <laughs> it's right on pitch. 
can you could you maybe like just like one line for me like (laughs) (laughs) he's like no absolutely not i love i love my bob dylan so good all right. So Joan, um, what made you, uh, what made you land on her? I mean, other than the obvious reasons that she's amazing. You know, I'm from, I'm from San Jose and Sacramento, California. And so I think she gets short shrift when it comes to, um, really being a Westerner who saw the East coast in a light that kind of translated it back to East coasters. And they didn't mm-hmm. even realize how she was kind of repurposing them. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I think her savviness, um, especially in that time and place, like Los Angeles and general California in the late sixties. Um, you know, we, we, we understand her through what she's written, but to kind of step back and to see her in those moments mm-hmm. gives us an even better sense of her brilliance and what she's accomplished. Do you mean to see her as a human or? or see her acting. So we see through her, you know, when we see her writing about Jim Morrison, right. Jim Morrison on stage, throwing matches, eating hard-boiled eggs out of a paper bag. Being Jim Morrison, yeah. You know, like wearing leather pants, but not knowing like where to rehearse, you know, the mundane and the yes. <laughs> at the same time. But, you know, in those moments, she was on stage too. You know, she was interviewing him. He was flirting with her during that mm-hmm. interview. You know, like when you begin to get the background information, I think it's really important to see the narrow world Didion creates, but to also understand the kind of rich tableau that she was walking through to create it and um she often would narrow that out um and i don't think it's like a form of biography as information or as you know revelation to to place her in that scene but it's more to try to dramatize her passage through those moments with so many other writers actors um politicians activists you know yeah well i think it's really relevant so yeah, no. Uh, have you seen the film Echoes in the Canyon? I've heard about it. It's supposed to be great. Yeah, it's so you know you know me. I'm a I'm a music junkie, and I was a little skeptical at first. Speaking of Bob Dylan, it's Jacob Dylan, so I'm like, yeah, one headlight, right? Um, but he put together this really lovely tribute to the Laurel Canyon kind of scene at the, the time that you're describing um, in Didion's life, and I feel like it would probably be a good a good thing to watch yeah i mean i i want to check it out i was so surprised doing my research into that time and place um how many different musicians were living right alongside her she was on franklin avenue just off sunset strip you know from um mama cass who died in a motel of an overdose you know right right by where she was to um you know michelle phillips and um you know these these other musicians that were, were really innovating in a complicated way and in a materialistic scene in the way that Hollywood was transitioning from old Hollywood to new Hollywood. Mm-hmm. They were giving kind of a Los Angeles sound and perspective um, to the tumult of that time and place. And it was those different Sunset Avenue clubs that um, provided venues, but a, a whole kind of culture that intermixed, you know, different um, actors, directors, um, avant-garde writers, and um, musicians, you know, came yeah. together for that kind of brief flash um, that didn't, in her own strange, you know, reserved um, way, was was essential essential to. Yeah, no, I I wonder a lot about um, kind of if we're missing out on something in the way that we we participate in and transmit culture these days. That like you know, a scene like that can't necessarily be replicated today. 
I mean, or can it? I don't know. It's so hard because you have to, you have to, you have to be stuck at a point where the material you're using or the forms you're using can't contain, you know, the new thing that you want to say. And you have to reach out to forms and perspectives beyond what you're used to, to canvases beyond what you're used to, um, to kind of find a new container to, to hold, you know, yeah. the emotion that you're trying to express. And I mean, especially right now where we're so flattened and we're so um, kind of siloed into different perspectives, into different groups, yeah. into different yeah. associations, you know, when we get scrambled and we get hit and we get confused right now, I think it's so important to take that kind of bewilderment, take that um, confusion, take that um, that sense of being stunned and, and try to find, you know, yeah. a, a new form of expression or at least a, a new avenue than the ones we've relied on. Because even as the language is becoming kind of pat, the, the, the um, avenues that we use, whether it's essay, whether it's um, poetry, whether it's fiction, whether it's, you know, somewhere in between, um, you know, don't quite have the shape that we need or that we're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. I, you're, you've said it. What are you, uh, so aside from a ton of Joan Didion, what, what any, are you reading anything else right now? Yeah, I had a great, um, my class at George Mason, one of my favorites that teaches the experimental essay. And so we read books that are kind of outside of genre definition. And we'll do like the collected works of Billy the Kid by Michael Dodge, which I love. But mm-hmm. we did one that I always is one of my favorites. Um, Atlas of Remote Islands. Um, uh, okay. Um, Judith. Um, she's an Eastern European writer and she draws all of the islands out and she writes installations for these islands. And she, um, as someone who grew up in East uh, Germany, she says, these are islands I've never visited and will never visit. So she, um, Mm -hmm. you know, makes an atlas form that you can then go through as a reader. You don't have to do it chronologically. You know, you don't have to start to finish. And so I really love that. Um, you know, I really, um, we also read Ander Monson's letter to a future lover, um, which is great. Hey, this book, I don't know. Have you read his new book on, um, predator? I have not. No, Uh, I wish it. I wish I wish he had finished it six, seven years ago. Mm-hmm. These parts of it are fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Parts of it are very 2023 or 2022 when it came out. Got so, it. As I say in my Bob Dylan voice. <laughs> no, it's okay. Well, I will let you go rest your voice. It's been so, so, so amazing catching up with you. Thank yeah, you. You're the best. And, you know, we, uh, we're also lucky to have had the inner loop these past few years as writers and as uh, literary citizens in D.C. You and Rachel are uh, bringing the disparate together. No, we feel we feel the same way about all of you. We wouldn't be here without you. So it's mutual love. It's a good thing. All right, Tim. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Wonderful to see you. You too. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week with more literary fun. Remember to subscribe so you can get inspired, get focused, and get lit on the Interloop Radio.